Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back, Roarers. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hi. We say Monday, even though it's a, what day is it? I don't even know. Friday we're recording? Friday? Is it Friday? Yes. (laughs) So how's your week been? Busy, stressful. We won't go into it. Busy. You've had a busy week. Yes. Yes. I'm just going to nod. Yes. No, not going into it. No, because we have a guest on this week. Yes, we do. So we should really jump straight to that. But I will ask you, how was your week? You went back to work? Yes. I did give a quick update on our stories, but um, the lead up was as expected, a bit mm. eh, icky. Um, Lots of emotions. A few meltdowns. Yeah, but I um, I have had a little bit of a light bulb moment since moving to the new house. So that's something I also won't get into, but we'll chat on our next episode about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to slow down, prioritize yes. myself, and it's very important. A lot of the emotions with going back to work were um, compounded by stress. And trying to do too mm-hmm. much, so juggling yeah. too many balls in the air, learning to say no. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's something I'm excited to talk about because I am not the only one in that position either. And I don't know what it is about what it was nope. about moving to this house, but I literally feel like a flick, a flick switched. Is that a switch has a flick? switch flicked? Yeah, yeah, a flick switched. <laughs> <laughs> You're normally the one that yeah, does this, this is says me. things wrong, not me. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can give me shit now. Yep, 
your turn tonight. All right, yeah, let's get into it. All right, so yes, like we said, we've got a guest today. We love, love, love having people on the pod. And I know we say it all the time, but this one is a bloody rock star. A lot of you guys asked to hear from a mama with a child with a severe disability with high needs, including communication, self-care and mobility. And we found the perfect guest. You can't get much more all-round legend than this mama. We fell in love. We sure did. Gosh, Danielle is incredible. She's a mum to four beautiful babes, three girls all born healthy and one son, Chase, who has a rare genetic disorder. Their life with Chase, as you'll soon hear, comprises of daily seizures, peg feeds, daily suctioning, NDIS, countless hospital admissions, signing more than one do not resuscitate order, surgery, CPAP, movement disorders and of course therapy after therapy and everything else involved with the disability world you guys will learn so much like we did mm-hmm. I, yeah there were so many wow moments like normal I'm just blown away wait I've mm. learned so much joining this podcast <laughs> yeah Danielle is so fresh and down to earth and she just epitomizes the optimism of this community if we could have a mascot or ambassador Danielle would be it She certainly proves that disability isn't a burden and it doesn't define us and it isn't somber or something to pity. It is filled with fun and adventure and the very best challenges and the brightest of moments. She just radiates hope and lives for each moment and it's something that I wish so many people beyond this little village could see. She could change the world, this girl. 100%. She was just amazing. I can't, Mm -hmm. yeah, no words. But anyway, let's get into the episode and you guys will see for yourselves. Today's episode is sponsored by Three Little Rabbits Bums. This store is run by Danielle, today's beautiful podcast guest who has created her own little niche in clothing aimed at all the special needs mamas out there. Not only does she have inspirational and motivating teas for the mums, but also for the superhero kids too. Three Little Rabbits Bums also offer clothing for kids in general, scrunchies, special needs bibs, personalised items and Christmas items. Check out Three Little Rabbits Bums on Instagram now. Hey, Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. It's so lovely to have another one of our loyal listeners here on the podcast. So damn exciting to see the community we are growing every week. Now, I'm guessing you found us through Grecian. How did you guys meet? Um, I have a small home business called Three Little Rabbits Bums. And I saw that Grecian was following my page. So I jumped on and started following her and then saw her four beautiful girls mm. um, and just got chatting from there. Mm. So lovely. Because you had, you have the blog about traveling. That's right as well. I do. Yep. Yep. High needs for travel and adventure. Yes. So I remember you messaging, asking if you could share because you really wanted to get that out there that even if you have a a highly disabled child, you can still travel, you can still do things as a family. And I just loved that. Thank you. All right. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Danielle, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your family and give us a summary of Chase's diagnosis and conditions? So I am a mum of four. I've got uh, my son, Chase, who is 13 in 
oh, about three weeks or two and a half weeks. He'll be 13. Oh, happy birthday, Chase. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're throwing him a really big party. Um, so Chase was born with a rare genetic disorder called CDKL5. It stands for cyclin dependent kinase like 5. Um, it is a protein gene in the brain and he's just didn't form properly. So we were told by a geneticist that um, his mutation is um, quite different to most of the kids that have CDK or 5. I only know of one mm. other child with the exact same mutation. Um, so his mutation is called a splice site mutation on his exon 8, which means absolutely nothing to me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, straight we over the head. were <laughs> definitely straight over the head. Um, and we were told that like what it means is it's like having a sentence and the sentence never makes sense. So say the sentence was the dog sat on the mat, the word mat is missing and the sentence will just keep reading it and it will never, ever make sense because one word is missing. Mm. So um, because of that, he suffers with um, daily uncontrolled seizures and his seizures are quite big. He breath holds, he turns blue, um, he goes really stiff, he chokes, um, sometimes he will cry. They're, oh. they're quite confronting for somebody who has never seen a seizure Hasn't before. Witnessed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they have always kind of had the same characteristics from when he was a baby, but as he's gotten older, they've gotten more and more severe. Mm. Um, he has tried well over 30 anti-epileptics. Wow. Um, we've tried the ketogenic diet twice. He is not a candidate for surgery because his seizures come from all over in the brain instead of just one spot. One spot, mm. wow. Um, and we still have had no success in getting better control of them until um, if people that we know are, end up listening to this everyone's going to be like oh you never told us um mm. but we just recently sourced our own medicinal cannabis um and it has been the biggest godsend it's wow. no miracle cure yeah. but yeah. it's definitely lessened chaser seizures and lessened the severity of them um so we just took it upon ourselves to um to go and do try that it. because yeah, we were try sick it. of having yeah yeah, we were sick of just nothing working. Mm. Um, so then on top of the seizures, he also suffers with what's called choreoform, which is a type of movement disorder. Um, it is uncontrolled thrashing around and it's like head, arms, legs. He gets um, lots of mouth movements where, where he then starts producing lots of thick secretions and Mm -hmm. um, there's really nothing you can do to help with that either. You just have to let it ride itself out. Um, he has got cortical visual impairment, which means the back of the brain doesn't process what he looks at. So he doesn't really focus on much or follow or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. His eyes are perfectly healthy, but 
it's the processing part of the brain mm. that yep. is, I would say, broken. Um, what else? Oh, the list goes on. He's peg-fed. He is nonverbal. Um, he has osteopenia, so his bone health wow. is really bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's currently getting over a broken femur and it's his second broken femur in a year that must be so so Um, tough oh it's like carrying him around in general is hard because he's my height and he doesn't weigh a lot but he's quite lanky Mm. so carrying him around in general is quite hard and now having to carry him around with a full leg cast on it's like oh oh, don't get in the way because you'll get knocked out with a cast Mm. um so yeah, that's that's hard. I'm praying to God he doesn't break anything else because we've done this is the third time he's broken his leg, he's broke a tibia and both femurs now. So just Gosh. I just look at it and go, do you know what? You're a typical boy. Boys, you know, they run around, <laughs> they fall over, they break the bone. So yeah. maybe this is what I was in for all along. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask how that how it happens though? If he's non he doesn't if he's non-mobile, um, how, do they just just break just like that because of the bone health? Yeah, he's non-weight-bearing. So the first time he broke his tibia was just from having his AFOs taken off. Um, his wow. foot kind of got caught um, in mm. the wrong position and yeah. it was stiff. And oh, as we yeah. took his AFOs off, um, it just didn't move and just snapped his tibia. And it was oh. then that we found out that he had osteopenia. Yeah. Um, and then when he broke his femur the first time, I have absolutely no idea how he did that. Um, it happened at school. And the only thing I can think of was that he, whilst being changed on a change table at school, which is kind of like a hospital bed that's got the sides on it, Um, We think that he hit the metal side and that broke his femur in the knee. And this one that he's just recently done, he was doing a standing frame trial and we think that um, the blocks that went over his knees were just maybe in the wrong spot. And because he was quite upright where he hasn't ever really done any standing for the past two and a half years, the pressure from standing and being so upright just caused a break in the femur oh. in his knee again. Wow. Like, yeah. There's going to be lots of wows yeah. for me tonight because yeah. I'm learning so much and, like, it just <laughs> blows me away. Like, yeah, it's eye-opening, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I can honestly say that every single day with Chase is an eye-opener. It, yeah. it, it really is. And I'm like, buddy, like I didn't think that, you know, we could top the last one, but you yeah, know what? But you here we go. It. You topped it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on top of that, he also has chronic lung disease. So like you guys, um, winter for us just sucks. Mm-hmm. Um having people over gives me anxiety going to other people's houses mm-hmm. gives me anxiety um mm. yeah it's uh i hate winter chase has just gotten over rsv um mm. like you both know How it's to go with just that? the worst thing ever uh it was it was rough it was really rough i um i really didn't think that we were going to bring him home mm. but in 
true chase style he flipped everybody the bird like he always does <laughs> and he pulled through and yeah we got him home and what a champ <laughs> he um it took him a, a couple of weeks to get um to get fully over it but yeah he's been fine ever since thank goodness mm. and so I'm guessing with respiratory stuff um like I always say it's an advantage for Jack that he is so busy and he moves and you know he clears up a lot of the gunk in his chest by just being so active he does a lot of trampoline bouncing um I'm guessing with Chase he doesn't have any of that activeness to sort of clear his own mucus I feel very naive asking these questions but is he able to cough and bring up some of the gunk so he has surprisingly a really strong cough yeah um Mm. Obviously, when he's really unwell, he's really lethargic and it takes a lot to get him to cough. So we have a suction machine at home and we do daily suctioning. Um, Last year when I was pregnant with my youngest pixie, Chase went in and had surgery to remove two of his salivary glands and he had the top two tied off and... Um, of all the surgeries he has had, he's, I think we're up to surgery number 13 now. Um, that one for me was probably the most horrific and traumatic, even though it wasn't a long surgery. He only spent one night in hospital. Um, it was seeing, he's got two scars, um, Mm. just under his chin. Um, and all I could think of was, oh my God, it looks like someone's attempted to slit his throat but failed um, because he had two big massive gauzes on them and they were covered in blood. His face was covered in blood and it was just the most traumatic thing to see and I think being pregnant and being hormonal made it worse. Um, But it's been well over a year since he had that surgery and he still produces a lot of secretions. So we suction daily um, just to help him clear it so he's then not aspirating it into his lungs to then cause an aspiration pneumonia. Mm. And does he eat anything or drink anything orally? No, he is nil by mouth completely. Um, I think I was listening to your last podcast um, about Riley needing a peg and I think I messaged you, Grecian, Mm. about it and I was in the... I was in the boat in 2012 where um, we didn't want to peg at all. I was like, no, it's going to take away his only comfort, which is drinking from a bottle. And I just didn't want that because I thought it's just a step backwards. But we ended up having a really bad hospital admission where he ended up with um, aspiration pneumonia. He had to have a drain in to drain the fluid from his lungs and um, that admission was the first time he'd ever had a code blue and went into cardiac arrest so the decision was made then yes we'll definitely get a peg put in yeah and back then he didn't really maintain his weight either he um, was kind of he just kind of plateaued and didn't really gain any more weight just stayed the same so once his peg got put in we realised that one, giving medication wasn't an issue anymore. They just went straight down his peg. Um, We stopped the risk of aspiration pneumonia 
and then he started putting on weight. So it was the best decision that we made. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, now he is completely nil by mouth and has been since 2012. Um, wow. except for his medicinal cannabis that is under the tongue. So okay. it's a little bit tricky sometimes because if I get a finger in there, I won't get it back. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you guys with Chase and his extra needs? From what I understand, there's a lot and I imagine you guys are pretty much experts now. Yes, we are. Although there are days where um, I will turn up to school and get a phone call once I've gotten home going, Danielle, we don't have chases, something, something. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yep, okay, I'm turning around, I'm coming back. Oh, that's just um, mum life in general though, isn't it? <laughs> 100%, 100%. Um, every day with Chase is different, every single day. Um, no two days are ever the same. Um, I will give you an example just on how my day went on Monday. So um, he had a beautiful night's sleep, didn't really have much movement overnight, um, didn't really cough much early in the morning and then all of a sudden the coughing started and he coughed that hard, he made himself vomit and he was covered in it. It was all through his bed, it was all through his hair. So um, I, I had to help my carer get um all of that sorted um so and that, that's not an easy feat different I'm imagining like because no. if it's all through no. everywhere like yeah it was yeah stripping his bed um stripping all his clothes off then my carer had to wash his face and wash his hair and because he can't um, help at all with any of that later mm, yeah no yeah. no nothing at all so he's like having a newborn baby but just the size of an adult just, just pretty much yeah. <laughs> yeah. yep 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 um so um I do have some incredible amazing carers or support workers um who are at our house every single day. Um, Without them, I think I would be rocking in a corner. (laughs) So they are a huge godsend. So um, we have carers who who do overnight shifts and they stay on until 9 o'clock in the morning to help get Chase ready for school. Um, so we are usually out the door by, I try and be out of the door by 10 to eight. Um, my 10 year old daughter, Stevie, she starts school at eight 20. Um, and then I, so I drop her and then I drop off, um, my eldest daughter, Belle, who's 15 next week and drop Chase off as well. And they start at eight 30. So once we've done that, we've had our hectic morning of, getting everybody ready, uh, feeding Pixie before we go, arguing with my 10-year-old who is the world's most amazing arguer. <laughs> um, then, yeah, once I've like updated school on how Chase's morning has gone, how his night has gone, I sometimes try not to give them too much if he's had like a rougher night or a rougher morning because the more I tell them on how it's been either in the morning or at night, I will guaranteed get a phone call that day for them going, oh, 
you know, we just think that maybe Chase shouldn't be at school today or he's a little bit more sleepy than normal. Could you come and pick mm-hmm. him up? So... Um, Does he have a carer or support worker at school? Yeah, I ended up sourcing my own carer for him and she was so kind enough to sign up with the um, support worker agency that the school uses. Um, So she is with Chase um, every day except Tuesdays because Chase goes to physio on a Tuesday and then she comes and works with us privately and comes to physio with us on the Tuesday. So Amazing. she has she has been a godsend when it comes to school because before her I was getting phone calls every single day to come and pick him up because the carers that the school had employed um, didn't know the difference between movement and seizures and they were giving mm. rescue meds when they mm. weren't necessary and, and then that meant yeah. Chase had to go to hospital in an ambulance and uh, it was it was just insane so um his carer that he has now is just amazing and um she just works so well with Chase and they've got a gorgeous little friendship so um that's adorable it's been a lot easier school wise that's so good um, I was gonna say imagine that your carers become like family they 100% do become like family um they are the most beautiful souls ever and yeah we um don't really think we give them enough enough credit but yeah they they are just all gorgeous and we love all of our carers yeah did you take a long time to like find them in terms of finding the right fit for you guys because you would you would need to be very um specific about who you know you'd need to love them (laughs) and they'd need to be good at their job yep I am very picky very picky um Chase is also very picky Mm. and if he doesn't like somebody, he'll make that very apparent. So it's hard trying to find somebody who has that fun, energetic, bubbly personality, but is also well-trained mm-hmm. on everything that we need. Everything so that he needs. I always interview a carer first. Yeah. Um, and if I just get a vibe that I don't like, um, I don't, I don't hire them. Yeah. So sometimes I get it wrong. Um, Sometimes, you know, I think, oh, yeah, you know, they'll be a great fit and um, they'll do one one shift and it's too much for them and they don't come back. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not easy. But the ones that we do have currently, they are all amazing. And anytime one of them has to take a day off for whatever reason, I'm just like, no, like, please don't. <laughs> don't I know you're me. entitled to time off and I know you're allowed to get sick, but no. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, another question about school. Is he in a mainstream school? That's what I was just going to ask. <laughs> sorry. Yes he is at a mainstream school so um, it's a mainstream school within education support center Um, we didn't really have any choice on where to send him because of where we live Um, in saying that it sounds like we live absolutely miles away from everything but we actually don't it's just that they're not available no that there is nothing Um, There are two schools north of the river of Perth where you can go from primary right through to high school. But for us, they're an hour's drive away. Mm. So 
Um, mm. They're not really doable. And our eldest daughter goes to the same school as Chase. So she's in the mainstream part and he's in the ed support part. Um, It has been the biggest shit show since he started high school. I'm, I'm all for the inclusiveness and kids with disabilities and special needs of any kind going to a mainstream school and mainstream kids being around kids with disabilities and knowing that it's okay to be different and accepting that. Mm. But if that's the way it's going to be from now on, I think that those schools need to have everything put in place Mm. and all the supports Mm -hmm. put in place for EAs and for whoever goes into the school because the school that Chase is at um, really doesn't have much in place at all. And if I hadn't have found the carer that we have, then he probably wouldn't be attending school at all. Yeah, that's horrible. They're just not set up or have yeah, enough information and knowledge no, about it. Not at all. all. Yeah. No, no they're, they're really not. And it it got to the point where we had to have a really big case conference with the Department of Education, the Minister of Education, um, wow. all the teams that Chase is under at um, Perth Children's, the whole school was involved, the principal, the deputy principal of the Ed Support Centre, um, the agency that the carer is through. There was there was so many people involved. And um, at the end of the case conference that we had, I ended up in tears and we pretty much just got nowhere. Like the school turned around and said, Chase is basically um, too high in needs to be at a school like he's at. So... When I found the carer that we have, that's when everything changed and he has made it through um, this whole term with only one phone call to go and pick him up wow. because he wasn't very well that day. She's like his own little teacher in a way, like basically doing it all herself. Yeah. She is just incredible. Yeah, yeah she, we, we are very lucky. She's also a qualified EA, which makes it a lot easier. So mm, that um, helps. She, she loves having fun and um, we're, we're a big, um, well, I don't know about the rest of my family, but I'm a big Disney fanatic. I love <laughs> all things Disney and Chase's carer is very much the same. So <laughs> um, they get to chat about Harry Potter and I know Harry Potter's not Disney, but um, but still, yeah, and all those, yeah, and he just loves it. That's amazing. Yes. So we loved what you wrote on your application form. This mum runs on no sleep, stress, chaos, and majority of the time hair that's not brushed. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. What's the hardest, and also the best parts of being Chase's mum? Uh, yep, um, definitely don't have brushed hair ever except for tonight I, I washed my hair <laughs> just and for well done I brushed yes. it. <laughs> yeah I feel privileged <laughs> yeah just for you guys uh my carer actually said to me this afternoon she was like have you done something to your hair Danielle and I was like um oh, I washed it I washed it <laughs> she was like thanks for noticing <laughs> yeah she was like did you put anything else in? Are you using different blonde shampoo? And I was like, no, no, just left it in my hair a little bit longer than normal. <laughs> uh, so um, the hardest thing about being Chase's mum, I read this in the email and 
I screenshot it and I sent it to my husband and I was like, how the F do I answer this question? Mm. Um, really hard question, but um, I had to write myself some little notes and dot points. Yep. Um, the hardest thing about being Chase's mum is the fight. I literally fight for him every single day and have done for 13 years. Um, one of the fights that I had was probably one of the best fights I have ever had was with the director of, um, pediatrics at Monash health in Melbourne. Um, we were trying so hard to get chase, um, a CPAP machine and everyone just kept saying, no, he doesn't need it. And we were like, well, when we are jaw thrusting our son every night for seven plus hours to keep his airways open mm. so he doesn't mm-hmm. stop breathing and die, then I'm pretty sure that warrants a CPAP machine. And yeah, tell me that I that's not needed. This mm. argument. Exactly. Um, I turned around and I said to him, you know, you have a medical degree. Yes, you went to school and you studied and you've done what, eight plus years of studying to be the pediatric the director of pediatrics, but it does not qualify you on raising a child with a disability. You see a tiny snippet of what we go through when you come in and you see him in the hospital. And I said, and you're just the director. So you technically don't really see any kids who are sick. Um, I have X amount of years and experience because I live this every day and I don't need a medical degree to tell you that I'm more qualified than you are in my child. So that for me is definitely the hardest part of being Chase's mum. The second hardest thing of being Chase's mum is um, the, the knowing that I will bury my child before I die. That is 100% definitely the hardest pill to swallow. Um, The fact that people take the smallest things for granted, like just anything, like Chase, Chase will never get a proper girlfriend. He will never get married. He will never be a dad. My husband is a big footy player and lives and breeds AFL and we know that Chase will never get to experience that even though he loves footy and he watches it with Joel on the TV and they have their own little footy language that they have, knowing that he will never kick a footy is hard. And I guess for me, I've got our three girls, so I get to watch our girls dance and do the things that I did growing up. And I sometimes feel like a really shitty wife because I have that, whereas Joel doesn't have that with Chase and that hits me really hard because I know that that would, yeah, that would have just been his whole world to watch his son run out on the footy field. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard. It it is really hard. I 
I sit, I sit every day and I sometimes think, you know, is this really just a bad dream? And I will wake up and my son will be healthy and he will walk and I will hear the words, mum, I love you. But no, no, it's, um, it's definitely, it's not a dream. It is a, a massive reality and they, they are definitely the hardest, hardest parts of being Chase's mum. How's that for perspective? Like, my gosh, I, you know, like Jack, Jack, (laughs) we worry about Jack and his lungs and how he might go with playing footy, like his endurance and stuff. Yeah. Like hearing that, it just, wow. Smack in the face, Amy. Like it's like having a husband that's very much the the same same with (laughs) AFL and the love footy. Far out. It's, it's such, it's such a shame that people, people really do take a a lot for granted. granted. And Mm. I will be truthfully honest and say, I was guilty of that when we had Belle, um, I took all the small things for granted. And then when we had Chase and never watching him roll over or crawl or sit up, um, he's never, you know, looked at me in his cot and got excited. Like that's my mum because of his Mm. vision impairment. Um, and never hearing the words, I love you, Mm. even though I ask him every single day, buddy, I love you so much. Do you love mum? And I always get a yes. He will nod his head for yes. It's Mm. not the same. It's, it's just not the same. Just not hearing that little voice say I love you it's it was one thing that I just yearned for for so many years um but as he has gotten older and as we've learned more and more um we've learned his way of talking and he is very very big on talking with his eyes and his face and even when I ask him you know, do you love mum or is, is mum super annoying? He will always give me a definite answer. And most of the time the answer to is mum annoying is yes. The same answer as oh, do you cheeky. love mum? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yes. so beautiful that you've like, you guys know, you know him so well. And like you said, you know him better than anyone. So, yeah. That's exactly right. So special in its own way, in your way. Yes. Mm. Yep. Um, the best parts of being Chase's mum, um, everything, mm. everything apart mm. from the fight, but, um, the fact, uh, the fact that he can't run away when <laughs> I want to smother him with kisses, um, <laughs> he is the best secret keeper, yes. um, <laughs> keeps the best secrets. <laughs> yeah. He really does. And I say to him all the time, buddy, if you give off any hints to anybody, that's it. We're no longer <laughs> friends. You, I won't tell you any more secrets. <laughs> oh. um, he, he is the most determined, the most stubborn kid I have ever met. He has faced death um four or five times now um, in 13 years and he always turns around and flips everybody the bird mm-hmm. as if to say, you know, a big fat 
F you to everybody who doubted me and Mm. didn't think that I was worthy enough or didn't think that I was going to make it. Um, He always does so because he is so strong and he is so courageous. That's what keeps me Mm -hmm. going. That's like I, I sit there and go, you know, if Chase can go a day with having more than 10 seizures that have just put him on his bum and wiped him out completely, I can get through anything. Yeah. So, just changes perspective so yeah, much. Sheer mm. determination. Yeah. yeah. It it really does. It really, really does. And you can hear that in the way you speak about him too. Like you are just so, so in love with him and so proud of him and just the joy in your voice when you talk about him. It is so big and apparent. It's so lovely. Oh, I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> Thank you. No, I... I often tell him that um, he is my number one man, that he's taken um, his dad's spot. Um, And I'm like, don't ever tell daddy because daddy might be angry. But um, he he is definitely the main man in my life. Um, He is the king of our castle 100%. And, yeah, he's always, always been my, my lion heart and he probably always will be my little lion heart. So beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, My heart's bursting. (laughs) All right. So what are your favourite things about Chase in terms of his, like, personality or his characteristics? I guess you've mentioned a few of them there, but um, is there anything he does or any little quirks or anything in particular that spring to mind? Yes. So Chase has got the world's most incredible smile. Mm. We don't see it all that often, but when we do, it is a full face smile. Mm. Um, It lights up the whole entire world and he's got the funniest little laugh. Um, It's this little high-pitched squeal that doesn't (laughs) last for very long, Um, but when you hear it, it is just the most amazing sound and we were told when Chase was about, um, I think he was about four or five months old when he got diagnosed with cortical visual impairment, that he would never smile because he couldn't really see anything mm. to smile at. And I was like, what a stupid thing to say because even people who are blind can still can't smile. see anything, still yeah. smile because you can still hear things mm-hmm. yeah. and you can feel things and you still have feelings and emotions. So, um yeah, his, his gorgeous smile is the most incredible thing. Um, it's, it's frustrating that we don't see it that often and I would love to see it more, but when mm. we do, um, it's usually him being super cheeky. Mm-hmm. And, I can imagine. Um, just giving absolute cheek to whoever is, is around. Yeah. But um, some of the, the things that I, I love um, not so much about Chase's personality, um, but some of my favorite things about Chase in general, um, he's got the cutest feet because he doesn't stand and feet. doesn't wait there. His <laughs> oh, feet are so soft. Oh, they'd be, oh, they'd like, be like, like new baby feet. Like, yeah. oh, yep. They are like baby feet. They oh, are the funny. softest things ever, and I don't normally like feet. I, I was going to say I hate feet, but I, can, I know what you're talking about. Like baby's feet, feet are, are like the most kissable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. 
Um, but no, honestly, like the best things about Chase is just his, his cheeky personality. He's, I often joke around with him and say to him before we had Pixie, I used to call him Jan, um, like from the Brady Bunch, how everybody used to be like, Oh, poor Jan. Cause she was the middle child. <laughs> So that's what I always say to Chase, like, buddy, you've got the worst middle child syndrome. Just stop it. So with his learning at school, like how how does that all work? So obviously everything is still treated like a mainstream school. So Chase gets a normal school report like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um they work on English and maths and science and those sorts of things. Um, but everything is very tailored. Um, he's got a communication device that we use mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and he takes it to school every day called a Toby eye gaze. Mm-hmm. And it is like a computer and on there there's games and, Is that Pixie? Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Princess. Yeah, she's screaming and Hi, I've got Steve, Stevie's just laying on the floor upstairs just staring at me talking about Chase. Um, yeah, his Toby eye gaze um, is a device that he uses with his eyes. So it picks up oh, wow. your eye gaze. Wow. Um, and mm. on there... It's got games. Um, it's got a whole section for him to talk and there's like an about me section, things that I like. Um, it's literally got like everything that he would want to talk about. So he uses that quite a lot um, at school and one of his therapists, his speech therapist, goes to school every Monday to do a speech session with him where they use the Toby eye gaze and um, that's just all done by by, by him looking at the screen. By his eyes. That's insane. Yep. That's amazing. It's, it's yeah, it is wow. one of the most amazing pieces of equipment. He tires very quickly mm-hmm. from using it, though, because it takes a lot, a of, lot of concentration yeah, yeah. for him to, to do everything. Yeah. Um, but on Monday... His speech sent me an email saying that um, he had a really good speech session. He wanted to talk all about him. Um, he wanted to let everybody know that his name was Chase, um, where he lives, and then mm. got to the section that was um, there is something wrong. So when they went into that section, he told the, his speech that he had pain somewhere in his body and when they asked him what was hurting, it was the toe in his cast. Yeah, um, okay. Which his toes are all really scrunched up in his cast mm. and his little pinky toe apparently was giving him pain. Um, Isn't so, that amazing um, that that can go through they, that yeah. machine by yeah, his, by his eyes? Yeah. Like yeah. that is blowing my mind. Like that yeah. is bloody amazing that without yeah. that device, you would have no idea. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, that's pretty much all he really does at school. So he um, there's not really a lot. Like they could do so much more. Um, they could do 
like mainstream art where he could go to a mainstream art class he could do music Mm. um there isn't a lot that he does get to do um and the less stimulated he is the worse his mood will be and the worse Mm. his movement disorder will be because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have enough stimulation Mm. so the only communication device that he has is the eye gaze thing um so for us at home and say for carers that know him really well we communicate with him just like I would communicate with like my two older girls so I just ask Chase simple yes no questions Mm -hmm. um Mm. and he if it's a question that he's familiar with like um Chase did you have a good day at school today he will always give me a yes or a no. Mm, Um, He's very, very good at shaking his head to say no. Mm -hmm, Um, And if he's not saying no, he will nod for a yes or wave one of his hands up and down for a yes. So he's generally very good at answering yes, no questions, but you always have to give him that little bit of time to respond. Um, and sometimes you might have to repeat the question a couple of times. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier that way. It means the girls yeah. can then interact with him as well. Um, so he really only uses the Toby eye gaze at school. And you've found your way of doing it that works for you guys, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um So you commented on our Instagram post recently about siblings with the best story about when a man at the shops was really staring at Chase as you were giving him his meds down his peg and one of your daughters in a very loud voice looked at this man and said, stop staring at my brother, it's rude to stare, which is just awesome. Um, But then you even took it a step further and after this man looked at you with disgust, you turned around and said, sorry, my kid has a point. I just loved this. Like it's so... What an epic team you guys yeah. make. Um, you also shared how the girls never saw Chase as being different or having a disability. Can you tell us a little bit about the girls and their relationship with Chase? So um, as I mentioned earlier, so our three girls, we've got Belle who's 15 next week, Stevie who just recently turned 10. She was the one who was just up here before. Yeah. Um, and Pixie will be one in November. So from day one, um, Belle was always just so inclusive every time we went somewhere and um, she was given a balloon or anything, she would always say, can I please have one for my brother? She Mm. never, ever looked at Chase as being any different to anybody else and she used to ask me when she was about three if we would meet another baby and she would say, mummy, does that baby have seizures just like Chase does? And I'd say to her, no, sweetheart, because not all babies have seizures, just Chase has seizures. Oh, well, how come that baby doesn't have, um, doesn't have to have medicine like Chase and because that baby doesn't need medicine? So she just associated all babies having seizures yeah. like her brother. That was just her norm. It was something she was around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for her, she's never really known life to be any different because she was only two when we had Chase. 
Mm. Um, she used to come and stay in the hospital um, with him and she would sleep next to him in the same cot mm. and she would um, help the nurses change his nappy and listen to his breathing and put the the probe on his thumb and all those sorts of things. Oh, so that's so her, beautiful. Um, it, yeah, for her it was just normal and she, I remember when she was about seven, she had a friend come and stay the night and they were in the back of the car and Chase was in the car with um, his um, feeding tube, uh, his feeding pump, sorry, and all these machines hanging on the back of his wheelchair. And her friend turned around and said to her, Belle, what's that, that hanging on your brother's wheelchair? And she was like, um, that's just Chase's feeding pump, duh. How did you not know that? <laughs> and I was like, Belle, you can't say that because not every kid knows what a feeding pump yeah. is. Like it's not normal for everybody else. Like it's normal for you, but but not everybody else. That's exactly so. what James says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting you say that. Like James is always, I remember James thinking that he'd had a feeding tube. He's like, when did I get rid of my oh. feeding tube, mum? And I was like, well, you technically did have one because you're oh. a premie, but not all kids have a feeding tube. Like he just yeah. thought every kid had one until a certain age and he just thought, you know, when's Jack going to get rid of his and when did I get rid of mine? I was like, yeah. no, no, yeah. this isn't the norm. No, and like even Stevie, so Stevie um, is, the, she's got the biggest attitude um, and she's so hot-headed and fiery, but when it comes to Chase, she is the most caring, the most loving just she just adores him and I say to everybody Stevie worships the ground that Chase wheels on um (laughs) because he obviously doesn't walk (laughs) um so she is his biggest biggest advocate um she includes him in absolutely everything and even to the point where she's become so nurturing um at school one of her friends um, had a peg in recently and he's got mild cerebral palsy and he was in the same class as Stevie last year and she spent more of her time at school caring for her friend and reminding her teacher that it was time for her friend to have his feeds and helping him um, go to the toilet and holding Uh. the door for him and just... Oh, she's I'm gonna cry. just the most incredible little soul and <laughs> and she she just she's taken on the role of pretty much being a carer um both our girls have really yeah, this is what we were saying last week that real care role, caregiving role and just being so in tune with other kids like similar yeah, yeah. and yeah and they're, they're both they're both so accepting of everyone and and anything and even at home like um my husband travels for work um every so often so um if he's away it's just me and carers and if it's a day where I don't have a carer it's just me on my own and the girls know how to suction chase they know how to put medications down his peg they know how to set his feeds up um amazing so they are like little mini carers in themselves and they 
as accepting as they are of everything that has gone on with Chase and they adore him like nothing else, I I often sometimes get worried that there will be that resentment um, at some point because we Later. are so limited to what we can do and where we can go. And um, mm. I've tried so hard over the years to never really let Chase's disability stop us from doing things, but there's obviously some things we really can't do. Mm. Um, so I, I do often say to them, you know, does it make you angry that we can't go and do certain things or this can't happen? And I've said to them, you know, it, it's okay to say yes and it's okay to be angry um, because you're only human and you are both children and you are dealing with way more than mm. some adults go through in a whole lifetime. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, they they are the most incredible girls. Um, I'm very lucky to have two amazing daughters who are not just um, helpful, but they love and adore their brother so, so much. Yeah. And that's credit to you as well. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. You should be so proud. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. No, they, they make us proud every day, every, every day. You guys are just like the best little family unit. I just bloody love it. My heart is hurting. It's so like beautiful. <laughs> yeah, can we come and live with Thank you, please? You. Come look after us too. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Like just goals. Oh. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. If only some people could actually see that though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what other supports do you have in place for both you as parents and as and Chase as well. So you've obviously gone through, you've got carers and support workers, you've got the school. What other supports do you have available to you? Um, not a lot. I was just going to say, like, is there yeah. enough? Never is enough. No. Um, <laughs> look, no, there, there isn't. Um, and I remember listening to your podcast where you both talked about um, family and that kind of that topic and I I sat here in tears just agreeing with everything Amy I think it was you that was talking about it the most um I agreed with everything that you said and I remember getting your message after that message actually you'd like pinpointed to the minute where you started crying I was like oh gosh yep yep I I really did um and I think the hardest thing is um, you know, family are there and, and I, I don't want to, I'm not going to bag anybody in, in my family or my husband's family because, you know, they, they deal with things completely different and that's fine. Mm. Um, my husband's family live in Melbourne, so they aren't anywhere near us. And I know that yeah. when they have the opportunity to come over and be with us, they will, and they can. When we were in Melbourne, they would drop anything if Chase had had a really bad hospital admission and it wasn't looking good. So yeah. um, we we did have that and we had my husband's parents who lived just around the corner from us and we were constantly asking them to pick the girls up from school or have them for mm. the night for whatever reason. Um, 
here in Perth, I, I don't have that luxury. My mum lives um, south of the river, so she's a couple of hours away from us. And I know that um, she would love to be closer, but we don't really have any other means of support. I come from a big family, but um, I don't really see much of my family. They don't really fully understand just how hard it is to have a child with a severe disability and high medical needs. Um, A lot of my Mm. family are taken back by Chase's seizures and um, they don't like it when he needs to be suctioned and things like that. And as much as it frustrates me, um, I guess that's okay. Everybody deals with things differently and not everybody can cope. And I guess I just cope because this is my life and Mm. I've never really known it to be any different for the last 13 but, years yeah that's the point isn't it really like this isn't we we don't just yeah. cope with this by choice this is just the way it is and you often wonder if they spend a little bit more time to become a bit more familiar with his behaviors and just become more aware that is exactly what I say all the time whether it would be a little a little less um in their face yep. and a little less confronting yeah definitely and and I I do say this quite often is that Chase is if we ever go to anything um a family gathering or a birthday party of some sort Chase is usually Mm. just there nobody really interacts with Mm. him because yeah they they wouldn't know how if they haven't been around exactly and and I've said it and I've said it and I've said it so many times till I'm blue in the face you know just ask him a simple Mm -hmm. yes no question and just give him a couple of minutes to respond you will get a response but you just have to be patient and wait but it doesn't matter how many times I say it it kind of falls on deaf ears sometimes Mm. so um we we have some incredible friends not not a lot but a, a few incredible friends who have just you know they've never really fallen off the perch Mm, or you know like their friendship has remained the same no matter what we've gone through um one of them being being my best friend she's our kid's godmother my my daughter stevie is named after her so Mm, um she's probably my my rock and you know i can just message her and say um, are you home? I'm popping over for a cuppa mm-hmm. or do you want to go and get brekkie this morning? And she's like, yep, let's go. And mm. so yep. um, I would be very lost without her. And my husband has support in um, his cricket team. He plays cricket every summer. So mm. that's his outlet. Yep. Um, and he's got some pretty good, good mates mm-hmm. through cricket. So yep. that that's kind of it for us. It's pretty much just the two of us and and our support workers and yeah you know we just lean on each other really yeah and the, I think this the sad part about some of that and is that Chase has so much joy and you know love to give and he's from what you've said I can just imagine just such a bright cheeky little guy so I feel like oh well they're missing out really at the end mm-hmm. of the day yeah their loss definitely I I say that all the time I I say that, you know, people who choose not to be a big part of our lives and be a big part of Chase's life, it's Mm -hmm. their loss. Mm -hmm. 
at the end of the day. And this is going to sound so morbid, um, but I don't mean it to be morbid whatsoever. But I often think, you know, when that day does come Mm. and Chase is no longer here, those that chose not to be a big part of his life, they won't have any great Mm. memories to talk about. Whereas Mm -hmm. the people who have been such a big part of his life and a big part of our life, they will have great stories to talk about and beautiful memories memories of Chase. So I just, yeah, I just look at it that it's their loss in the long run, not, not ours and not Chase's. I actually wanted to bring up, I've just had a memory pop up for me. I was at a birthday party for one of James's friends from school last year. Actually, he might have been even in kindy a couple of years ago. And I obviously only knew the birthday kid and the mum and the dad. Um, but a little boy came in a wheelchair and he was sort of sat at the back of the party and no one really was engaging with him. Um, and I went over and I engaged with this little boy and just, you know, spoke to him as well as I thought I could having not much experience in the matter, but I don't, looking back, I don't know that I might would have done that if it wasn't for the community that I was a part of or the fact that Jack, you know, had extra needs and things. So I think it really does shift your perspective on what you're comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't think that maybe I would have done that if I wasn't more aware of this life and this world, but at the same time, it's no excuse if it's your family or friend. I think it's different. I think you can, you can learn to, you can learn, you do, and that's what, you know, my mum has learnt so much just through being a part of my boys' lives um, and it's your choice whether you learn that or whether you just yep. ignore it and switch it, switch off to it. Yeah, my my mum has become pretty amazing with Chase since we've been living back in Perth and um, it's nice when, uh, when she comes up and, I was getting um, Stevie's birthday party ready just a couple of weekends ago and I was trying my hardest to get her party favours sorted before everybody arrived and I could hear that Chase was obstructing his breathing. So my mum was like, oh, do you want me to go down and, and I'll go and see if he's okay for you? And I was like, yes, please. She went down there and I was just listening from upstairs because Chase's bedroom in our house was a former Um, like a formal lounge Mm -hmm. and we turned it into his bedroom so he could be just Mm -hmm. below the stairs Um, and I was listening to her and I could hear her say come on Chase can you just put your chin up for nanny and just put your tongue down for Mm -hmm. nanny and um, I heard his breathing completely change and she come back upstairs and she was so excited oh Danielle you know he listened and he he did what I asked him and oh you know he really does know you know what you're talking about does he and I was like yes he does mum and she's like oh I'm just so chuffed right now and to see the growth in them it was it was nice to to yes yeah and um she yeah it was just so nice to hear and he he often smiles for my mum and she just it's just everything to her and I say to her all the time you know he's always been able to Mm -hmm. do these things but Mm. I guess when we lived in Melbourne we were in Melbourne for quite a while so my mum didn't really get to see Chase all that often so getting um, exposure to these things and going out of your comfort zone yeah and you do you do learn pretty quickly as you as you know <laughs> yeah 
Yes, yes. And I kind of feel like, you know, for a special needs mum, you're really just thrown in the deep end. Mm-mm. There's no manual no, on not at all. how to raise a child with a disability or with medical needs. You, you just, it's sink or yeah. swim. Yeah. All right. Do you have any advice for other parents who might be at the beginning of a similar journey? Um, tricky question. Be, it, it is. It is a tricky question. Um, I did write a couple of things down. I don't really have much advice to be honest. I guess my advice would be, um, I, I pretty much just wing it every single day. Um, Mm. I, I like to be organized and I, I like to plan, but nine times out of 10, it does not go that way at all. So I pretty much just wing it. Um, the two main things that I could say is it's one I struggle with myself is, um, when people are going to offer help and they're willing to do something and just offer instead of you asking, take people up on their offers of help because they are offering because they want to and because they care. And it's one thing that I hate. I think everyone I hate does accepting help from other people. Yeah. I like to. I hate it yeah. as well. <laughs> I I sometimes like to think that I am superwoman and I can do everything <laughs> myself, but um, I I can't always. So but it's liberating when you when you take that help and you feel amazing about yeah. it. I I looked after a little um, a little girl last night at my nursing job and the mum had three kids at home and she had accepted help from a friend to come so the friend came in for three hours at the end of the day so that she could go home and see her boys for the first time in about a week and a half just spend some time with her other kids and like you could just see when she got back like she was refreshed and I said when she when she left Mm -hmm. I said to the friend that had come in I said you have no idea the impact you are making like you what you're doing right now for your friend is above and beyond and it is gonna change her complete mindset right now and like you could tell the mum was reluctant to leave but when she came back it was just a she was just a breath of fresh air and it's so nice to see and yeah I just wish I could have given that friend a hug and like said you're the best yeah and that that's so true I I think the the one thing that I really hate the most is when people say what can I do to help or um just drop drop the kids like your other kids off at my house I don't always have a spare five minutes to Mm. drive my other kids to somebody else's house Mm. to be looked after if it's an emergency situation and Chase has Mm. got to go to hospital in an ambulance. Um, Nor am I kind of thinking about that. Like I know if it was me, I would be like, okay, I'll be at your house in Mm -hmm. just give me five minutes and I'll be there. I'll be at your house to stay with your kids. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, when people do offer the help to bring you a cooked meal or um, pick your other kids up or do something like that. Like I would say definitely take it. Yeah. It makes a big difference from actually just saying I'm doing this. Yeah. Because it's not like we're going to, if we're going to, if someone's going to say, what can I do to help? We're not going to turn around and say, oh, can you sit with my daughter for three hours while I go home to the boys? We don't do it. Unless someone says I'm coming to do this, we're not going to 
we're not going to say this is what I'd like. No, never happens. Yeah, I'm not going to just give you a list <laughs> yeah. of everything that I need for you to do yeah. for me. Yeah, as much as people tell us to, it's never going to happen. Like, never. <laughs> no, no, it's never going to happen. No. Um, so my, my last piece of advice for anybody who is starting off um, the disability journey, um, actually, I'll throw in another one. Um, if, if anyone has not read the poem, going, I think it's called Going to Holland, Oh, yes. Um, Welcome to Holland. It's written by a mum who has a child with special needs. Welcome to Holland. That's it. It is the most incredible poem ever. Um, Definitely read it if you haven't read it. But, um, yeah, my last piece of advice would be um, to spend every day like it's the last day. Try and create as many memories as you possibly can. Go on those holidays Mm -hmm. as hard as they may be and as hard as it may seem to you, go on them, make them happen, go on those adventures. Um, So many people are so quick to jump on the therapy train and, you know, we need to do all the therapy because a child needs to do this and they need to hit that milestone. And as much as it's all well and good, I'm, I'm all for therapy. Sometimes I feel like making those memories and, doing the fun things and having Mm. your other kids included in those memories to me that's more important than going to do an intensive therapy for whichever um and you'd be amazed how much they thrive on holiday like i yeah they just they grow and they develop massively yeah chase didn't he didn't get sick when we went away. He, you wow. know, we didn't have yeah. any signs of, oh, my God, you know, are we going to end up in hospital or, you know, is it going to be a really rough day? That would be like the first thought in my mind. Yeah, and it's it's always the first thought in, in my mind that, you know, oh, my God, what happens if we have to go to hospital? But to be truthfully honest with you, any time we've ever gone away or we've we've done something it's always been for the better and it's always benefited Chase because he's enjoyed himself and he has had fun and then we've had the memories of him enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. So that would be my biggest advice. Like you only have your child for so long and we're only living on borrowed time. So make as many Mm. memories as you possibly can and go on those adventures and do the fun things and take lots and lots of photos, lots and lots. Yes, I totally agree. So I often hear about people who go away on baby moons, completely not expecting anything to go wrong and then something will go wrong and they'll need to deliver their baby in a different state. But those people didn't even have, you know, any complex history. It can happen to anyone, but then people with, children with medical complexities they tend to do the opposite they're the ones that are like reserved and don't tend to go away on the holidays and do the things but you know it doesn't mean that something's like that anything's going to happen when you're away so when Jack got his feeding tube put in he was only five months old and four weeks later we set off on a road trip that we had planned so we're like well we're not giving that up yeah I was impressed (laughs) yeah and in a van too as well in our camper van for a couple of months and 
he was, yeah, very healthy, probably three quarters away into the trip and he did get sick and you just make it work. It's not you like do. there's not facilities anywhere that you can use. Um, I, I, I found a GP in a random town that we saw. We were talking back and forth with paediatrician over the phone and they said, no, nah, he needs to go to hospital and we did that and we made it work. You just make you it work. Like we're so you definitely do. good at making it work as medical mums. So, but you never you don't know these things could happen when you're at home it's just luck of the draw and you just can't stop yourself from living those living your life and making those memories you definitely and, can't. I know it's easy easier said than done I do trust me like but yeah it's just it's just memories that are never gonna gonna go away and time that's you're never gonna get back that's exactly right I actually I was reading um all of the the notes that I had written down to my eldest daughter today and I I said that to her I said you know time is only borrowed and once it's gone it's gone you'll never get it back and she's like mum how did you get so wise oh. <laughs> and I was like I'm definitely not wise <laughs> sweetheart um it's just it's just the reality of living a life where we know what the future holds and um yeah it just gave me a little giggle I was like oh thank you it's so cliche but it's so true Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it is (laughs) I would like to know a bit more about your travels I know we were mentioning it just before we jumped on but like yeah yeah quickly briefly obviously we're going off topic like we normally do but I'm really curious (laughs) um so I try my damn hardest to be um, a planner and an organizer. I'm a big list maker. Mm-hmm. So anytime we've ever traveled, I, yep, I have to have a list. Um, when we traveled across the Nullarbor, like what we were talking about before, Chase was a lot younger and obviously a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. He's now taller than me. Um, so yeah. we kind of just had to deal with what we had being in the middle of nowhere you are not given any options. There's nothing that is disability friendly whatsoever. Um, so we kind of just made do with um, just a normal single bed or bunks that were really, really close in proximity. Um, no baths. So like my husband, Joel, and I wow. were taking in turns in showering him. And like, it sounds really hard, but it is definitely doable. Um, even if he had to have like a sponge bath, as long as he got a wash, somehow he got a wash. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And even though he's um, 24 hour around the clock care, he is quite a chilled kid. Um, so being in the car for long periods of time, now he doesn't like it, but back mm-hmm. then he was a lot easier and we just had music playing and made sure that when we packed up the car, um, his wheelchair would go in first and then everything would be neatly mm-hmm. packed behind him because my husband is amazing at Tetris. Um, <laughs> Mine too. So, <laughs> and you would need so much stuff. Oh, yeah, you need, like it was, uh, all the times we did it, we did it over Christmas. So um, our elf on the shelf wow. came with us. And, all the things. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, it was just crazy. But it just shows that you still can do it. Yeah, you can. You can definitely do it. And even travelling by plane and, like, we've taken um, the two older girls, Belle and Stevie and Chase, to America. And, um, again, that had a lot of planning. That took me a year to plan that. Um, 
and to make sure we had like letters for medication, oxygen for the flight. Mm -hmm. Um, We had letters for pretty much everything. Um, Going through customs in America though and getting Chase's bag full of medications was just out of this world. Um, They got checked. His wheelchair got swabbed. Um, his blanket got swabbed like it was just insane but we knew it would happen so we were so prepared for it but um, yeah it was a lot of planning and if I could give anyone advice that wants to go on a holiday with a child who is severely disabled and has high medical needs um, don't put it off because it is definitely doable just make sure you give yourself enough time to plan yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's what drew me in. I just was like blown away because I'm terrified <laughs> of going with Riley and she's not high needs at all. And then here you are like traveling on a plane. Like, yeah, yeah. like hats off to you. Just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we're planning another, um, if we can make it happen, if I can sell my car once I get my new, my new Kia Carnival, um, we're planning on taking the kids back to America, back to Disneyland in hopefully February next year. And it's wow. so, um, so more planning. So inspirational for other families too to hear that. Like, it, yeah, like you said, so many people I think just go not too hard, and they don't see other people doing it. If you see other people doing it, then you feel like you are you're able to do it as well. So well done. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's a scary thought, uh, especially traveling like by plane. Um, Chase has got absolutely no head control whatsoever and no trunk support so he needs a lot of assistance and the bigger they get the harder that is because Mm. they don't really fit or they fit on a plane seat but they can't really sit up unassisted so it does get tricky um it the the thing I'm struggling with with if we do go away again is how we will change him on the plane because carrying him down the aisle is dangerous and means like if there's turbulence and um, it would be my husband that would carry him um, if he was to trip or something was to happen or Chase Mm. was to have a really big seizure and kick somebody in the face, Mm -hmm. um, just not ideal. So that's, that's our biggest concern with trying to plan another overseas trip, but it's definitely doable. Like I am someone that, always finds a way around something I, I don't like being beaten yeah, and that's great. Um, I will try my hardest to make something happen. So inspirational. Yeah. And like that's Thank one you. of the reasons we got you on the pod because you are just, I love that attitude. You can tell just from the little bit that I know about you guys and your story, you can tell that you are just determined and it shines on through your children. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So with obviously with all your spare time you have around everything you're juggling, um, you have a beautiful little business, Three Little Rabbit Swums. Um, so tell us about it and the passion behind it and what you do. So I started Three Little Rabbit Swums back in 2013, 14, Um funny story behind the name really quickly mm-hmm. when I was really little I think when I was a baby one of my mum's really good friends used to call me rabbit's bum mm. and then when I had my eldest daughter 
she used to call her rabbit's bum as well. So when I was trying to think of a business name, it was the first thing that popped into my head. And because I already had my three kids, I was like, oh, why not call it three little rabbit's bums? So that's how I came up with the name of it anyway. (laughs) Um, it's it's been so fitting but then when we had pixie i got asked if i was going to change it to four little rabbits bumps and i was like no that's too hard yeah. <laughs> so um, no, it's all set up now but <laughs> that's it so i came up with it um initially because i got sick and tired of never being able to find bibs that were big enough and absorbent enough for older kids that had dribbling issues um so I sat one day and I was like surely I could teach myself how to sew it can't be that hard um bought myself a cheap sewing machine off of eBay and my mother-in-law who is um a sewer um she sat with me one day and just gave me the basics on how to use a sewing machine and I just followed a couple of tutorials online and made Chase his very first handmade bib from me. Mm. Um, And then over the years, um, I had friends that were interested in purchasing um, special needs bibs because they couldn't find any for their kids. So I then found a a niche in um, my sewing. Um, I then moved on from special needs bibs too I started doing change mats like big change or they would change blankets um Mm. because obviously having older children there is not many places to change them so you're kind of left with the floor which is absolutely disgusting Mm. so um I started making um, big change blankets. So if we did have to change Chase on the floor, he had something to lay on that, you know, was clean. I then went on to making um, peg toppers for kids with pegs. Chase's peg used to leak all the time when he was younger. It still, still does now. So I would make him little peg toppers to go around his peg to keep the skin on his tummy um, protected and not irritated. And then after that, I, I really wanted to create um, something for mums who have kids with special needs because there's really not a lot out there for us mums. Um, and I know that there's dads too, but I don't know how keen dads would be to wear a top that said hashtag special needs dad. I don't think my husband would, but... There may be some out there. I don't know. <laughs> no, there's really not. I tried with Miracle Mama, and they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Like, and, but then I no. get the odd one that requests it, and then and then I'm like, okay, maybe there is. So then I get a couple, yes. like a few in stock, and then they never sell. It's hard. It is, yeah, it is hard. I have made my husband a couple of jumpers. Um, one jumper I made for my husband was fighter advocate number one fan and then on the back it said hashtag chase is my superhero um and then I made him another jumper that says thank you I made him another jumper that says my son um my son is a cdk05 hero I think I I think it said or cdk05 fighter or something like that or my son has cdk05 something like that um 
and he often wears those. Mm. Yeah, so I, I got my Cricut Maker and my heat press bought for my birthday two years ago and I just really wanted to make tops for special needs mums. So um, I started doing that as well and I, I, I wanted, I did it all to create awareness around disability and special needs and, and high needs because I feel like there's just not a lot and there's so many things out there that are so similar but having a child with high medical needs and having a child with a disability is so very isolating and 100%. I wanted to create something for those mums to know that they're not alone and you know that I I see you and I feel you and I get it wholeheartedly 100% so I when I designed my first t-shirt that said hashtag special needs mama I wear it everywhere and I wear it with pride and I want people to know that I am a mum of a child with special needs and it doesn't define who I am that's not who I am in general. I'm a, you know, I'm a mum of many hats. My two girls do lots of competitive dancing. Um, our eldest dances five nights a week and Stevie dances four nights a week. So that's the other side mm. of my life other than Chase. So um, yeah, I just wanted to create our business or my little business to support families who have kids with special needs and give them things that you can't just purchase in the shops because they they don't exist. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Um, so you can go to my Instagram page, which is three little rabbits bums, all um, one word. And it's the number three, not the word three. And on Facebook and it's three little rabbit's bums with the spaces in between for each word except it's a number not a word awesome and obviously three little rabbit's bums are today's episode sponsor which is super exciting i love having a guest that is also a sponsor mm-hmm. so you guys definitely have to go follow her on instagram this is a a demand <laughs> I I a request <laughs> a hard request hard request please (laughs) and yeah give her some love go look on her website i am looking at the warrior mama shirt right now and i'll hang that off yes yes that went nuts the other day when i shared that (laughs) no but i'm about to order one (laughs) yeah so yeah thank you danielle for being a guest and being a sponsor and for being a fucking super mama i'm gonna say it i'm dropping the f-bomb how you manage everything you do with all of your children and the business. Yeah, this is one of my favourite episodes and I'm not meant to say that, but here I am saying it. So thank you. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. (laughs) I learned so much. Yeah, yeah, blown away. And I think this will be very popular with our audience because it's um, something we haven't yet talked about and it's eye-opening, but it's so inspiring I find I find you know as a mm-hmm. nurse I find yeah. stories and families like this just mind-blowing and incredible my um my cheeks are sore from <laughs> smiling so much I know I know I felt the same 
Look at us without cheeks. I know. We're pushing our cheeks. <laughs> like, this has to be on the um. The, yeah, the, yeah, um, that'll be this week's little teaser. Bleep is real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for coming on, and we hope you have a lovely week. And we'll be sharing a few of Chase's beautiful smiles and videos and everything on our page so make sure you're checking that out Mm -hmm. but yeah in the meantime have a lovely week and we will see you all again next week Bye. bye